0: everyone, this is Florence. I am your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall lover of popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 23 years, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to balance my life between my work and my life life. I don't have the magic answer on how to do this balance, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast will discuss a recent trip to Colorado and the 4th of July weekend. I have so many notes that I may need to divide this podcast into two segments it's kind of crazy. I feel how much has happened, but let's get started and see how far I get. So the weekend of July fourth was a, a just a dream weekend for me. Monday was the holiday, and everything got really quiet starting on Friday. The week before I had the convention, so on Tuesday and Wednesday, I went to the convention. I did classes, full-day classes both days. I went with my legal assistant, who I think everybody who listens knows is also my sister-in-law, and we both attended classes. Tuesday night was a social function, and I was really, really tired by the time we hit Wednesday. First of all, a social event with lawyers, that's been a long time since I've attended something like that. There was um, fake gambling, they had gambling tables set up, and just overall kind of happiness. Kind of a bummer was floating around, which was I kept hearing from people who were getting covid my friend who is an attorney who I have some cases where she's on the other side was telling me she had 3 in-person trials that week and at the end of the week she had covid and the courts are like forcing us back into the courtrooms and the um and that to me is like a reason not to get back if you're going to go and you're going to get covid but I mean, we're back. Uh, Particularly for evidentiary hearings. I'll have to tell you this about the conferences. I really enjoy the in-person conferences and classes. I get so much out of them. And I found out the Federal Defenders is having one in August. And my August calendar is pretty open, except for the three days of the conference. So how crazy is that? And it's in Seattle too, when I would really like to get out of Arizona for a couple of days. My Thursday back in the office after the conference was so draining. I was in meetings all day, a court hearing, a virtual court hearing, and returning phone calls from about 8am till after 5 people were doing the before holiday freakout, which is a constant occurrence that I have had in my practice. It happens usually a couple days before Thanksgiving, a couple days before maybe December 22nd and December 23rd, uh, before the July 4th holiday, before a three-day weekend people start acting like there's going to be a year-long holiday, like we're going to be gone forever, when you just have that extra day off, you know, in this case, Monday. And um, Thursday was also the last day of of the month. So I was also doing billing while everything was going on. It was a very stressful long day. Needless to say, I ordered pizza that night. And here's the thing I didn't tell many people during that week. From July 5th to July 11th, I was going on vacation. First to Colorado, then going right into a Flagstaff weekend trip for my husband's disc golf tournament. Finally, I had to tell a client on July 3rd, and this was by email, and this was a Sunday, okay? And I kid you not, the client said oh my god, you're going to be gone? And I specifically picked that week because it was a holiday week, and I thought I could be gone easier than usual. It's never easy to be gone. And the Flagstaff trip was nothing I could help. In fact, my husband was going on Thursday, and I was going to meet him Friday night, which eventually, for many, many reasons, changed to Saturday. So, I was originally what we were going to do is I was going to fly into Phoenix and head straight up to Flagstaff. So, getting back to the weekend, when Friday hit, it got quiet. I had a few calls in the morning, cleaned up my desk. I didn't put my out of office email alert yet because I figured I didn't need it for the whole weekend. I didn't want to panic people thinking I was gone from, you know, like, July 1st to July 11th, which sounds like almost 2 weeks. Although I should be entitled to that, shouldn't I? Um, but since that was a weekend, I I thought, well, I'm not going to change the message until July 4th, on the actual holiday. Um, I got home at a decent hour on Friday. I went to an evening cycling class. The week before I left, I had to do four classes in one week because I was going to be gone for a week and needed to finish up my monthly classes. So I did a Friday evening class and then had dinner with my two oldest daughters and my grandsons. The restaurant was a little busy, but nothing like a regular Friday. We went to a place called Valley Luna, which is a Mexican restaurant that I really enjoy with a few locations around the valley and great um, prices. Then we went to Costco. There was tons of parking spaces. We were in and out of there too, after spending $500, (laughs) you know, getting lots of stuff for July 4th. I'm sure everyone has noticed, but Costco prices have gone up like 30% uh, in the last year. I used to rely on Costco for a bunch of things, but now I just get those specialty items that I can't get elsewhere. I'll tell you where What I've substituted for a lot of Costco-type things is Walmart delivery. The prices are better, and they deliver, and I don't have to worry about it. So on Saturday, this is the Saturday before July 4th, I took my grandson for a shortish walk. I stopped doing what I did for years, which is I would get up at 4.30 this time of year on Saturdays and walk. Honestly, I just have not had the energy to get up that early on weekends after working all week. And my grandson is three now, and he's not waking up like he used to when he was a baby. So when he was a baby, he would be up at that time, and I would let his parents sleep, and I could give him a bottle and breakfast in the stroller. Now if I want to take him with, I have to get him up really early, and he's a crab. And I could go on my own if I like, like I used to, but I'm just too tired. And we went around 10-ish because it was overcast. It was humid, but not terrible. And then I went for an hour massage because my hip and sacrum were doing its usual thing. I had dinner with my friends and my husband is a belated birthday gift to me. My friends took us out. I was kind of dreading it, not because I didn't want to do it, but I felt that I was on the run all week, and a Saturday at the house just felt more appealing. Plus, I was leaving in a few days for several days, but we went to a restaurant in Scottsdale called Uncle Sal's. It was fairly good. I spend my life looking for an amazing eggplant parmesan. This one was not amazing, just okay. But we had a great bruschetta, and a good salad, and yummy cannolis, and the best part was the company. We literally talked for two and a half hours about fun things, fun projects, trips, um, dreams for the future, you know? Um, what we would like to do if we're not working all the time. It was very nice. So Sunday was July 3rd, which is when my town does fireworks. And we are lucky enough to be able to watch from our backyard. My old house, we could see them closer, so we're a little bit further. But at my old house, the view was starting to get obstructed by an overgrown wash. And now we're up a little bit higher. So we have an unobstructed view, but they're just further away. My brother and his girlfriend, who I call my sister-in-law, came over. And my niece and her boyfriend, and then all my kids, you know my husband, and one of my um, daughter's friends and her little boy, it was very chill. Last year, I had more people. And I was more ambitious last year. And I cooked out on the grill. And I was so hot from doing that. I almost fainted last year. I didn't enjoy the fireworks. So this year, I did fruit, veggies, chips, dips, an angel food cake from the store. It was perfect. And it was especially perfect because tens of thousands of people pour into our town and they set up their chairs and everything at like 2 p.m. for a 9 p.m. show that lasts maybe 30 minutes and they're out in the heat. I don't get it. (laughs) It's just so much more enjoyable what I'm able to do. Um, And I'm lucky because I have the view to do it too. I guess if you don't have the view, you have to make some decisions about what you want to do. It, like I said, it doesn't keep us close to the fireworks, but um, it just was nice. It was like seeing fireworks on the horizon. So Monday's July 4th, I got up and I did another spin class, and this spin class was called Red, White, and Beyonce. They played all my favorite Beyonce songs, and when they started, they said it was an hour class, and I was like, crap because um, I was going to the office afterwards, and I figured I could leave after 45 minutes, which was the usual class time. I didn't. I went through. I really enjoyed myself. I didn't think I could physically get through the class, um, just like getting old and starting to feel more exhausted, but it was great actually. Then I grabbed a nice coffee and went to the office. I gave myself two hours to work. That was my goal. I was going to work two hours and no matter what I was leaving. And in a twist that never happens, everything I wanted to do, I finished in less than an hour. And this is when I finally changed the email message that I was out of the office. Over the weekend, I caught caught up more than you can ever imagine. I took bite-sized amounts of work and finished an initial draft of a brief, started drafting a statement of facts of another brief, got through a ton more on a third brief, looked at a disc with documents that I'd been carrying around on another case for a, about 10 days, and I caught up on my emails, which luckily were light for the, for the weekend. I also put together projects to take with me on vacation. So Tuesday, I had to leave my house by 6 a.m. My husband drove us to the airport. Check-in was pretty easy, but it was crowded. You could tell a lot of families were on vacation. We sat in the airport lounge almost an hour and had a relatively easy flight to Denver. So we were going to a town called Estes Park, which is... About an hour and a half from Denver. So it didn't sound like transportation was going to be that difficult for me. So I tried to book a shuttle to the house from, or from, to the hotel from Estes Park shuttle, and they were booked. And I thought, um, well, I'll just take a lift. And it was really hard to get one. No one wanted to go that far. And finally, a lift driver said he would take us if we paid cash, and he turned off. The ride on his uh, monitor. I don't know if that is permitted for the Lyft drivers, but I'm like, why do I need to report it? I agreed, and I wasn't nervous because, oh, am I? You know, is this a is this a bad thing for Lyft? Like, I wasn't thinking that, but I was nervous because I always track the ride through the app, so I shared my location with my sister in law and daughter told them what I was doing. And then I followed along with directions on maps. It was all fine. The the driver was very friendly. I was chatting with him to just make sure he sounded like a normal person. And we went up to the Stanley Hotel. And the road was winding, just like in the movie, The Shining. My friends who I had dinner with, a few days before, were telling me how crazy I was to stay at this haunted hotel. It was my daughter's dream for a while to stay at the Stanley Hotel, which if you don't know, is the inspiration for Stephen King's book, The Shining, in the hotel he calls, or in the book, he calls his um, hotel the overlook. And the Kubrick movie is not filmed there. But the miniseries from the 90s, which was more based on the book, was filmed there. Um, But for some reason, the miniseries gets forgotten. The Kubrick movie, there's just something really special about it, and I I don't know what it is. (laughs) It just is very, very original in how it was filmed, and nobody can ever forget Jack Nicholson. In the Shining miniseries, the actor's on paper, are a better fit when you read the book. It's Stephen Weber and Rebecca DeMornay um, versus Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. In the both the um, kids in both movies were a little bit of duds to me. But I will tell you, I actually like the child actor in the miniseries a bit better. I never really liked uh, Danny in The Shining movie. He was just so weird to me. So we brought the books with us, and we were reading on the plane and at the hotel. The hotel itself was beautiful. Check-in was not until 4, and we were there till just after 1. They would They said they would call us if a room was available earlier. We had lunch at a hotel restaurant. Our choices were going to be limited to the hotel restaurant, since this is a small town nestled in the Rockies, and we didn't have a car. I asked if there was a, when we checked to see if our room was available, I said, is there a bellhop that we can leave our luggage with? And the clerk said, we don't have anything like that. So we dragged our luggage around for two hours. Later, when we checked in, I saw people's luggage behind the counter. So obviously, that is what we were looking for. We just didn't want to drag our luggage around. I don't know why she was so rude. We, there was a very cool gift shop. We planned to go back later week when we could shop and not have to carry bags with the luggage. There's also a whiskey tasting room that I never got to go in. I would have liked to try it. An ice cream slash coffee shop and two other restaurants in two of the other buildings. I we, uh, I knew what room we would be in, so we found the location and just kind of scouted it out. We stayed in a quote-unquote haunted room. I don't believe in such things as a haunted room, but before we even checked in, my daughter and I heard weird noises at different times. We both said to each other, did you hear that? But the other person didn't, did not. My daughter thought I was joking, but I wasn't. We had to wait for hours to get into the room, and when we finally got in, we napped. I woke up when I was napping because I felt my daughter sw- sit up and swing her legs off the bed we were sleeping in a king bed together. Except for when I opened my eyes, she was sound asleep laying down. I thought that was odd. Later I found out that that room is known for the feel of children jumping on the bed. I also had my watch, my Apple watch on the charger, which is a magnet. And every time I put it on the magnet, I always pull it so I know it's on the magnet and not on the unmagnetized side. And when I woke up, it was off the mag- off the magnet. That night, we went to a magic show. And when we got back, two drawers of the dresser were open, which were definitely closed. So it was weird for sure. When we got to the room, my daughter slept all the way until the magic show. We didn't have time for dinner. But a restaurant was on top of the theater. And we asked if we could grab dessert. And the lady said, oh, it was impossible, it's an hour wait, you need a reservation. So my daughter grabbed two root beers from the bar, which sort of tied us over. The show was pretty good. He was using the audience to suggest things to them, and he gave myself a description based on a tarot card, which I chose, which really wasn't accurate for some parts, but I didn't say anything, Um My daughter had to guess something in a box, and she said she heard um, the Mickey Mouse song when the magician held her head, so she thought there was a speaker in his ring. Overall, it was fun. By now, we were starving, and my daughter looked at DoorDash, and everything in town closed at like 9. It was around 9.30. I asked at the front desk if she knew If anyone would deliver and she said domino's might and then she said the restaurant where we had lunch was open for bar snacks which i didn't know because it said the restaurant closed at nine so i just figured it was all closed i didn't know that the bar was open so we went in and we ordered spinach dip and truffle fries which has ended up being way too much food but while we were waiting i looked at my phone And tons of people had tried to get a hold of me. My daughter called and let me know that her sister-in-law, Tina, died in Austria. My son-in-law is from there. You know, obviously, that's where Tina lives. And my son-in-law had went there a few days before my trip because things did not look good with her. She um, has cancer. And he was with her when she died. And I want to talk about her for a second She's only 40 years old when she died, a really delightful person, and I will tell you, genuinely a part of our family. She stayed at my house for a month when my daughter got married, and she was a house guest who was not a problem. She was quiet like a mouse and just lovely. One night, her and I, for some reason, I can't remember why, had my grandson together, and he was a few months old. We were singing Disney songs to him, and I particularly remember singing Hakuna Matata. One Thanksgiving, she made all of us take a picture together, like my giant 20-person family, and we were heads. We were like buttheads about stuff, and we were like, no, no, we're not going to take a picture, and she encouraged us. She's like, when are you ever all together like this? And I have that picture on my phone. It's a rare picture of my old house with my whole family. No other picture exists like that. So we went back to the hotel room and put on, um, you know, my daughter and I finished eating. We were, you know, tears streaming down our face while we're eating. But we went back to the hotel room and put on reruns of Sex and the City on the E! channel. They're so edited. It's hilarious. You miss huge parts of the story. But it was a good thing to go to bed, to. My daughter fell asleep fast. I was up for a bit. I fell asleep and woke up at like 6.30. The Wi-Fi never worked great, which was a pain, so I had to use my hotspot on my phone the whole time. We had a great breakfast the next morning. There are three good restaurants in this hotel and a coffee shop on premises, so it was nice. We ate at all the places and had very good meals. After breakfast, we walked around the whole property, and it was very cool. We found a hedge maze that they put in in 2015. There's also a venue that opens up to a rock waterfall, which was beautiful. You can see it on their website. We shopped at the gift store and we kind of got a lot of things. I usually don't get those sort of things, but uh, they did have some cool things. I got each of my grandsons a Stanley Hotel t-shirt and I bought postcards for the beautiful pictures. Some for me and I did send some my son-in-law introduced me to a nice tradition a, a while back of sending postcards from the place so that when the person gets it, there's a postmark of the location. And they generally get it about the time you get back. If you're, you know, traveling home, if you're just sending it to wherever they are, I mean, that's a different story, but they still have the postmark of the location. I never thought of doing that before. I don't know why. I guess it just seemed like a Pain to get stamps and at the gift shop they sold stamps at the front desk they took the mail like it was all you know very convenient while we were there so the one full day we were there so we checked in on Tuesday Wednesday was just a full day there and then we were leaving on Thursday so on Wednesday they install a new lock on our door and they apparently had been going throughout the hotel and replacing the them all. So the one day that was not a check-in or check-out, our one full day at the hotel, we had people installing a lock. The workers were nice and apologetic, but they left a thin coat of dust over everything. I had to dust. It was like all over our luggage, all over our books, like everything. Then I went to the front desk and I just said, It was while I was mailing stuff. I didn't, like, make a special trip. And I said, but why did you do it this day? I said, I couldn't check in until 4 yesterday. I have to leave at 11 tomorrow. And the response was, I apologize. It just was so weird. It just seemed like it could have been better figured out. And you know what else was weird? There was a room across the hall from us that was just open the whole time. No one was staying there. It just was open. We would poke our head in and kind of look around. No one was in there. There was no luggage. The bed wasn't disturbed. It was just an unoccupied open room. Just some things about this hotel was very weird. You could pretty much go wherever you wanted, so we did a lot of exploring. After the lock installation and I worked for a bit, we went for coffee, I looked at their local paper and there was a headline about a bear in someone's garage that was scared off by a honking horn and the next headline was about an annual pancake breakfast. It was hilarious and kind of refreshing to look at a paper and just not see terrible news. There's not there was not a lot to do in the area without a car. So I booked an, an additional tour of the caretaker house which converted one of their bathrooms to look like the bathroom from 217 in the Shining. The book is 217 I think when Kubrick in the movie changed it to 237 for some reason. And um so it's that bathroom from the Kubrick movie the tour guide was super fun. Then we went to lunch at uh, the place that we tried to go the night before that they said that you needed a reservation for. And this time I made a reservation and the restaurant was a third occupied. Like it just, (laughs) it was like just our luck. Uh, This was the last restaurant for us to to try. I guess it's on um, Guy Fiera's um, list of restaurants. I think he he was there. They had it advertised on their menu. It's a fried chicken place. So um, what did I eat since I don't eat chicken? I had a portobello mushroom, which actually was a sandwich, but um, I felt I didn't need the bread and just ate it like it was um, like a chicken patty. And they had good fries. And they had a thing for $3 where you could get all of their dipping sauces, which was like 10 Sauces and I thought that was super fun. So we did that and we tried all the dipping sauces on the fries Then we went back to the room to relax until our nighttime haunted tour at 8 p.m Throughout this whole trip, I would work would pick up work and answer emails I'll tell you this the emails and phone calls were so much more than I thought they would be for the week my poor staff they were great about staying on top of things They had to reach out to me quite a bit, too, on different questions. I just sometimes find that it ends up not being as relaxing on a trip as I anticipate for it to be. Anyways, we went to the nighttime tour, and it was very fun. The tour guide was a fun guy who seemed to love his job. He was talking about the ghosts of the Stanley, and he talked about a ghost that would leave three scratches on your back. A little while later, we were in the billiards room, and my daughter says, my back hurts. I said, well, it's from walking. And she says, no, it's not muscle pain, it's burning. She asked me to take a picture of her back, and there were three welts, like fingernail scratches. We to- took a picture and told the group, and they were so freaked out. Us, not, not so much. We were actually kind of amused. Before the tour, um, there was a QR code to watch the Shining miniseries. I don't know if I ever saw the whole thing. I remember it being a big deal in the 90s that was on ABC, because you could actually, that's how you actually saw things at that time. Things were like, more like events. So when we got to the hotel, I tried to find it on Amazon or something else, but it was not available for streaming anywhere. You could buy an old DVD on Amazon, but nothing streaming. So I was very surprised to see the QR code. The copy was hilarious. It seemed to be a copy that someone videotaped off a television when it played back in the 90s. So it had all the commercials from the 90s. So that was kind of um, fun as well. I think the miniseries is kind of universally hated, but it was watchable. It's probably four and a half hours without commercials. I still haven't finished it. I have it on my phone, but I did get through. I think I have 45 minutes left, so I do need to finish it. (coughs) First of all, it was filmed at the Stanley, so very fun to watch while we were there. So, so much stuff to recognize. On paper, the cast is better because they resemble the people in the book, The book is set in the 70s, but this seemed to just to be set at the time it was filmed, which was the 90s. They changed some of the storylines to be more modern. Jack was in AA. Wendy was more assertive. And like I said before, the kid was still not great, but to me, better than the original Danny. And then I think I had my last little bit of haunting before we left. I woke up super early on Thursday, like 5.30, about 4.30 Arizona time. I started watching the mini series again and it froze at two hours, 17 minutes, which was a scene of Danny standing outside room 217, which is the Stephen King room. It was the only time the stinking thing froze. It was so weird. My husband thinks somebody fooled with it to um, make that happen. But I said it's not. It's like an uploaded copy on a website of uploaded movies. It's not like this is the the Stanley's copy that they put out. In any event, on... Um, Thursday, we went back to the room to pack and shower after breakfast. Breakfast was at the Brunch and Company restaurant again, which was so good. We sat by the windows, looked at the mountains. I had a beet salad and a biscuit. They called it a biscuit, but it was really like a homemade crumpet or English muffin, maybe. We took one more loop around the gardens and then back to the room. At 11 a.m., checkout, I call for an Uber or a Lyft. I tried both, which I usually do because I'll check the prices or see what is faster or whatever the case may be. And I did an experiment a couple days before. And it seemed like it looked like we could get a car to Denver, you just put in your location, it says looking for a car. But guess what, you really can. (laughs) The app searched for like 15 minutes and nothing. So now I'm starting to panic because I don't have a car. And right before we left, I had a call from the office regarding a client who just kept coming in. And so I was getting, um, like all this pressure from the office and I'm really starting to get stressed out. Um, so we stayed in the room. We just continued to stay in the room and I tried to find a cab company. And then I called the Estes shuttle who couldn't accommodate us on the way up, But the most friendly lady in the world, I have to find a way to give them some sort of review and tell them how great they were, said there was a 115 shuttle with pickup around 1215. It was a shuttle to the airport, but I was willing to take anything like I just needed to get off this mountain. It picked us up closer to 1245, so we had to sit outside for half an hour. It started sprinkling, so we had to go under a canopy. They have no seats out where you wait, so we were just sitting with our luggage. And then a client started texting me about an issue and wanted me to email opposing counsel. I felt like screaming because I was stranded, and here I am working on someone's stuff while I'm stranded and sitting on a sidewalk. At least it gave me something to distract me, I guess. But (laughs) that's sort of the thing about being a lawyer is like, you can have your own problems. But it is your job to deal with people's problems. And generally, they don't care about your problems, your own problems. So the shuttle picked us up, the driver was so friendly, like what a great company. If I go there again, I will make sure that I call well in advance. Um, I think that's the thing to do. I didn't realize it initially that um, I thought it was just like a shuttle for like a, you know, like a parking um, lot where they're just constantly coming up. So I thought there'd be a lot of choices, but I don't think there are. They might do like three or four a day. So then we drove around Estes Park for another half an hour to pick up two more passengers. My daughter instantly fell asleep. We were both starting to get hungry, but we had no choices. We finally started leaving the mountain and there was pouring rain and a flash flood warning. So nothing like horrible weather and being stranded to really give you the shining experience. After the rain stopped and we got off the mountain, I actually napped for a bit. I was just so worn out and exhausted. And that's not something I generally I can do. So you know I was wiped. So weirdly, now we're back at the airport. <laughs> and we walk right back to the Uber pickup and take an Uber to Denver. That part was pretty easy. We had a nice driver. I'm guessing she was in her 70s. She was super friendly. She took a great route. We finally get to the hotel like four-ish. I was so grateful. It was like an Five-hour process to get out of our room to the hotel in Denver. So we check in, we immediately go to dinner, and then shopping afterwards. We ate at a vegan restaurant that I've eaten at each time in Denver called the Water Course. They're super friendly, good food, fast. Went shopping, and then all of a sudden I started to feel it hit me like a ton of bricks. We went back to the hotel and started laying down by seven thirty. I thought I'd fall asleep immediately, but couldn't. We couldn't get the temperature right. It was either too cold or too hot. I finally finished the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler. Highly recommend it. Sweet, heartfelt, some of his best work. And so um, I'd watched the beginning of it probably like a month ago and just hadn't gone back to it. And then went back to, um, I was in, so finished it you know, it was very nice. And then I was in an Adam Sandler mood. So we watched Hubie Halloween. I have to tell you that movie is really funny. It is like so silly, and has like some really great kind of slapstick comedy. Then we watched Mean Girls, which I've not seen in a long time. That's very um, funny as well. I mean, I think everybody knows that. And I slept, but not great. Woke up at 5.30 again. You know, I the whole trip I was waking up like 5.30 or 6.30. I went to breakfast um, by myself at 6.30, which was just at the hotel. They had a, a complimentary breakfast and sat with coffee. My, didn't, my daughter didn't wake up until noon. She was so exhausted the whole trip. She's also a teen and just as a teen, they sleep a lot. <laughs> So I used that time to get a ton of work done. I had to call the IRS for a case that I'm working on. And this is no joke, but I was on hold for two hours. I was able to work while I was on hold. And since I wasn't in the office, I could actually get this done. I kept my phone plugged in, just kept it on speaker. I also wrote this petition that I'd been trying to write for two months. I watched juvenile training videos and worked on a brief. It's amazing what I can get done when I'm not in the office. I also had a change in plans. I was supposed to leave Friday night to head to Flagstaff to meet my husband. He's doing a disc golf tournament, but just nothing seemed to be working. I thought my sister-in-law might go, but she backed out. Then I thought a daughter might go, but that didn't work out, didn't work out. I wasn't sure if Uber would take me based on my Colorado experience. I could borrow my daughter's car so that was like an option. I couldn't find a shuttle so um, eventually it was either I was gonna borrow my daughter's car or I would go. My husband had my car and instead of Friday night I would go Saturday. So in Denver, we stayed at the hotel until two and then headed to the airport. We had hours before our flight. Um, Checkout, we did a late checkout. So we checked out at two. And our flight left like 640. So we planned to eat at the airport. And for the first time ever, I actually ordered food in the lounge. They had an amazing quesadilla with beyond chicken. And It came with salsa and sour cream and avocado and like reasonably priced, like it was very nice. And then because we were in the lounge, we had sodas or sparkling water, like whatever we wanted. And time uh, went fast though while we were there and I worked and read and just laughed with my daughter. The flight home was great. It felt so good to land. We took an Uber back from the airport and then I unpacked and fell into a deep sleep. I woke up super early for no reason. And after I finished the laundry that I started the night before, we went to Flagstaff. My husband was already there, and we had a great drive up. I was so happy to see him. And then he took a nap, so my daughter and I thought we would go out for a while. And we just had this terrible time. (laughs) There was all this traffic, and it was not easy to get around. We went to get our nails done, and it was um, a place where, you know, if we just leave and you look at your, um, my manicure was fine. I just get my nails cut short and I get them buffed. Although this place said we don't buff nails. And I said, we'll just, you know, clean them up, like clean up the cuticles, cut them short. That part looked great. And then I, when I looked at my pedicure, it just was like, I don't know, there were like two shorts and there was polish all around the nail bed It wasn't the worst, but you know, when you're just not feeling pretty, it just like gets to you. So like that was bothering me because I thought I could have waited a couple more days and had this done in Phoenix, you know, at one of my usual places. Then we had lunch and we went to a Vietnamese pho place, had the most tasteless pho you've ever had. It was vegetable broth that tasted like water and just vegetables. I kept putting sriracha in it. I don't know, it kind of helped, not really. Then I tried to bring my husband back some Burger King and we and I got turned around and it was awful. And um I think it Flagstaff was a little bit more built up than I had remembered, so to me there always was just like two streets and I never had a problem getting around, but there was more hotels and it just was harder for me. And I got turned around and I could have just put the addresses in my um, phone, but I thought I knew where I was going. And then I got, you know, I got on the highway and started heading back to Phoenix accidentally and had to turn around and come back. I'll tell you this, you know, I don't know how much I recommend Flagstaff. It has lower temperatures and beautiful forests. But I feel like it's just not a great summer getaway for me. If I'm not a person who's hiking, I, I don't know, you know. And um, I'll tell you what we did. Um, my husband was like just passed out and tired. And I said to my daughter, I'm like, let's go home. I said, I don't want to deal with the traffic on Sunday. And I was just so... We were planning to go see the new Thor that night. I had checked the movie times. And all of a sudden, I just wanted to be home. I didn't want to deal with the traffic on Sunday of people coming back down the mountain. And so we just drove home. And I went home and basically went up to my room and laid down. So I woke up with a headache. I think I'm um, getting nervous about getting back to work. And I'll, t- I'll say the same thing I say at the end of every comer- of every vacation, the party's over. It just really felt like the party was over to me. I feel like I've been gone for weeks, but it was really only four work days where I checked emails and voicemails the whole time and also was drafting stuff. So the whole trip kind of ended on a bummer for me. I did think I was going to have a chance to th- see Thor. I had it all set up. I I don't know, disappointed in myself that... I just didn't take a breath and and still stay um, in Flagstaff. But what's done is done. I'm back down here. It's Sunday. I go back to work tomorrow. I don't think I have any movies to um, tell you about, except for the ones I hustle, obviously, that I told you about in my um, Colorado trip, and also. Um, I um, signed back up for Discovery TV because I saw that they had a a limited series or a docuseries on that Murtaugh family. So when I got up this morning, I had a headache. Um, I don't know how much these types of true crime series will have my headaches, but it did. I eventually felt well enough to go to a 1030 spin class which was nice um, that really helped me kind of clear my head but this Murtagh docu docuseries it is about the family where the son and the mother get killed they're like a rich lawyer family the father is a in a line of the richest most powerful lawyers in South Carolina And um, a million weird things happened. Their housekeeper um, was lying injured at the bottom of the stairs, and she eventually died. The husband then tells her children, who are adults, I'm going to help you get um, the money from my insurance, so I'll sue myself, which generally is not a thing if I'm going to give like a piece of legal knowledge. You don't really sue yourself. That's kind of a conflict of interest. But he does co-counsel with another attorney, gets the settlement of over $4 million and keeps it for himself. Um, he, he did this um, fake company that sounded like another company. So a, a company that I think it was like a little bit of a Ponzi scheme. He made it sound like a company that does settlement payouts like while you're waiting for your settlement and so he set up a company like that and then was writing the settlement checks into that company but it was really just him and then his son who was seems a little off um, was driving a boat and was super heavily intoxicated and crashed it into a bridge and this poor darling young lady 18 or 19 years old, she dies, his friends get hurt. Of course, he doesn't get hurt, you know, and one of those amazing things that when you are the drunk driver, you don't get hurt and other people are are killed or injured. And um, then his case is kind of pending, um, you know, like an aggravated... Uh, Boating under the influence case is pending for two years. In in two years, he doesn't go to court at all. And then three days before his court hearing, he is found shot in the head with his mother shot and killed also at one of their properties. I mean, these are people who had multiple properties, had lots of vacation-type homes. You know, you would think that what could be wrong? And then the husband was embezzling all this money from his law firm, and they had him resign. He was working with his brother and other attorneys. They had to have him resign. Those attorneys had to figure out how to pay people back because this guy took all this money. And as we sit here today, he is still in jail awaiting, um, I think he's charged with like, I don't know, say uh, 20 charges, 30 charges, and can serve up to I think they said it was like 700 years. It was a crazy amount of crimes that he has been alleged to commit. So just crazy. Um, But if you, Discovery Plus is having a seven-day trial, and hopefully I didn't tell you too much, but there's lots of like videos and pictures of these people. And when the son is doing the driving, like they were in and out of, bars and uh convenience stores so there's videos of him from that time too so it's crazy like if (laughs) when when you do something and if discovery uh tv is going to make a documentary about you there are probably lots of videos of you out there that you don't even realize okay sorry to end on kind of a bummer but it was very fascinating and um I guess that's about it. Not really a topic that I had today, but I will say if the topic is anything, it is how to try to have a vacation while you are needing to run your business still and also to try to relax when you have the frustrations of people just demanding your attention And you just have to take your happiness where you can get it. So I appreciate you listening to me. If you do have a chance to check out the Stanley, I would recommend it. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon. Under Florence Legally Brunette, bona fide legal podcast, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can, and my Facebook actually has some pages or has some pictures from the Colorado trip. You can find me on my law office um, Facebook as well. My website is brummerlaw.com. I will be back in a couple of weeks with some new updates and then hopefully more of a topic. All right. Thanks for putting up for me with me. Bye bye.